Welcome to 24 Karis. I'm Kelly Johnson, the founder of Karis by KJE. Thank you so much for tuning in to 24 Karis, where we help you without your commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion 24-7. We are continuing our conversation about employee resource groups, how to help them be more strategically impacting the organization. And so you're in for yet another treat. Let's get started. Awesome. Well, welcome back, Tony and Cortland, to our session. Uh, we'll dive right in because we've got like a lot of questions and meaty topics, so um, <laughs> we'll get ready. Mm. Uh, so the first question is, as an ERG that is focused on black experience at work, how have you navigated conversations with coworkers and leaders who do not share the same identity but are still an ally? Mm. I mean, uh, carefully, initially. <laughs> <laughs> carefully. Um, I think uh, one of the things that I've tried to do and, and that we've echoed as a group is uh, meeting people where they are. So not pushing anybody too hard, too fast to come to any kind of realization or to uh, solve any kind of problem or to take on any kind of problem or relationship, but really just um, allowing people to handle what they can handle initially. I know that there have been a lot of conversations that I've had with folks, um, some big, you know, especially during the 2020 time period, we had a lot of um, conversations around what does it mean to be um, an ally, what does it mean to help out? How do I get involved um, in my help in my community? How do I make things more safe for my, uh, my team members here at Bell? But I've even had smaller conversations with folks that are just like, hey, you guys have shirts that say Bell African Ancestry Networking Group. Can I wear that shirt if I don't if I'm not a part of the group? Um, and so just you know being responsible and caring and, and allowing for grace with those folks. Um, <laughs> because everyone is, our language. <laughs> yes. <laughs> everyone is not always uh, exactly as knowledgeable or about your experience um, as you know you may think they are. So just being patient with those folks, figuring out where they are, and meeting them at that spot. Yes, I love care and grace and patience. Because um, I mean, you you have certain we're human, right? So we all have certain triggers. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, knowing that people are in different journeys, um, I think it's a it's a good call out for the care and the grace. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add? Um, I mean, much much to what you were saying, I think mine's are just kind of the key things that I try to keep in my mind um, as I'm having these conversations with people. Uh, typically, what I like to do is approach any of those conversations and any of any any people that don't exist within the, the same space with the intent to educate not influence i think that t tends to be the most i guess i mean even it's more influential than actually actively trying to influence someone mm -hmm. because if i if i take the time to say maybe we're having a disagreement maybe we are talking about something more complicated and a little bit closer to each one of our hearts if I take the time to approach it as in, let me just tell you about my experience, and then I'd like to learn about yours. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it from both of our perspectives so that even if we might not come out of the conversation thinking the same way, we have an appreciation for what others' mm -hmm. perspectives are. Yes. Um, I think that is paramount to you know any ERG, especially the cultural ERGs, mm -hmm. getting their message across and being more inclusive of everyone and not just catering to one specific demographic. So yeah. you're saying we can disagree and still be friends? We can disagree okay. and still be friends. Absolutely. And that's that's the golden phrase right there is because it's acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. It's not that we're trying to change each other's beliefs or 
you know, the core of, of what we believe in, but just being open and respectful, but still walking away saying, I agree to disagree, but still respect you. Right. I think that's, that's awesome. And I think additionally, too, you find commonalities between groups that you may not have. So like even in partnerships with different ERDs that represent different sectors, mm -hmm. just listening to their experience, you may go, I actually identify with <laughs> the same thing that you're talking about. Right. We're tackling it in two different ways, but we're, we're in the same spot. So yeah, it's, it's a great point. Yeah. yeah. I remember one of my favorite collaborations between two RGs was between um, a Pride ERG and um, people with disabilities. And on the surface, you would say, okay, what, how, how are these two ERGs going to collaborate on a big event? And at the time, there were a lot of incidents of bullying that were happening in, in the public. Um, they were on the news a lot. You know, there was a you know, kind of a spike in suicides and things like that. And so these two groups said, hey, bullying is real. Like it's an everyday lived experience within our two communities. And the, the, the event was amazing, right? You know, because there were so many opportunities to educate, to your point, and share stories of, you know, the impact of bullying. And um, that, you know, these two communities that on the surface, you might say, okay, that's, didn't expect that, um, but they, they found that common ground to educate and to really bring awareness. So I love what both of you are saying. And I also just want to add on, I think from my personal experience of in particular uh, working with executives around, you do have to educate, but as you build the relationship, that's your opportunity to challenge, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so you have to really use those moments to, to go there further. But if you don't have the relationship, then you need to wait. Start from a place of relationship and understanding of, you know, y'all were using our love language words, our keywords, care, grace, goodwill, kindness, things like that. So start from that place. And then as you build that trust, um, I remember having a conversation with an executive around um, who's a white male, and he said, you know, I'm concerned about my kid's ability uh, to, to have a good career. You know, mm -hmm. he was concerned about discrimination towards his kids who are white. Mm -hmm. And I said, really? You know, that's, that's interesting to me because as a mother of um, a, an African-American son, it, mm -hmm. that's definitely a concern I have all the time, right? Mm -hmm. What are his career opportunities going to be? Will he be given a fair chance? Um, will he be able to walk down the street and not be assumed, you know, to be something that maybe he's not? And mm -hmm. so, you know, I would love to hear, you know, what kind of data points are you pulling from? What kind of experiences are you pulling from that, that are causing that concern, mm -hmm. right? And so I knew what data points I had, but I didn't know what data points he had. Mm -hmm but it was a concern. And so I think it was, a, it was an opportunity for him to, to really maybe articulate something that was a concern and fear, but maybe he hadn't had, no one had given him the space to actually articulate it. Mm -hmm. so. I think uh, to relate to that point similarly, I think I've had conversations with folks that are in the military because our, our company's uh, very heavily military-based mm -hmm. and uh, had, was having a conversation with a gentleman who felt um, excluded or othered almost because his uh, transition from being in the service into being in corporate life made him feel like I, I don't necessarily belong here. Um, and that was interesting for me because uh, the, the gentleman in question, white male, 
Um, my perspective on his journey was that, you, you know, hey, success is here. Your people are here. <laughs> There's opportunity. Um, but even just sitting down, like you mentioned, and having a, a conversation about, okay, what limitations are you facing? What what roadblocks are you having because of, you know, how you feel and, and being other? Do you, you don't feel a part of this community. That's interesting. I also don't feel a part of these communities. <laughs> how do we how do we work on that? How do we challenge that? And it was a great uh, lesson learned just because I, I had no idea on what his background was and how that contributed to his day-to-day -day, uh, journey. And so now it's something that, that we can kind of share and touch base on. So you gain a friend that way. And now we can both challenge each other on like, hey, you're not creating space for this particular opportunity or person and, and vice versa. So. Love it. I love the, especially the friendships and mm -hmm. the in the professional relationships that emerge when we have these kinds of conversations. And and I do feel like they can you can form sort of the unlikely story, mm -hmm. right? And and those are so beautiful. Um, you talked about your organization, Bell, um, and that uh, obviously you're both in kind of the aerospace and um, engineering aviation environments, you have a lot of engineers, you, you hire a lot of people from the military. So talk about how um, Bang mm -hmm. has made an impact within your industry more specifically. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll take it personal and say that I think we've done uh, a lot of advocacy for uh, HBCUs. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I'm passionate about as a Tuskegee University graduate is spotlighting and highlighting uh, engineers and uh, STEM professionals that come from HBCUs and giving them an opportunity to um, really shine and be successful. I think uh, what we've done uh, kind of not through any really written down process or dedicated program, but is, is be an ally and mentor to folks that come from HBCUs that get hired into to our community. Um, I know I've taken on two or three mentors, mentees that have come in um, and are just looking to, hey, how do I fit in here? Where's my community? Where, where are my people? Um, I also think that we have done a good job of partnering with our university relations team mm -hmm. to advocate for, hey, these are some schools where we could go and participate and then signing ourselves up to go and participate <laughs> and talk at these schools. Um, I had an opportunity to uh, be a judge for the North Carolina A&T University Senior Mechanical Engineering Design Competition. So wow. their final projects, um, as they were presenting them to their professors, they also wanted industry professionals to come and talk. And I think we sit uh, well positioned at Bell to, to hear about some of the excellent things that these students are doing and accomplishing. And then I was, then Bell was kind enough to then receive the feedback, hey, here are some top-level students and candidates, um, and I, I do think that that's an area where we're pursuing recruitment now moving forward just as a relation in relation to, to my experience and work with them. So uh, HBCUs is kind of is kind of where I push the needle there. We're, we're working to develop stronger relationships and build that talent pipeline early for folks. So. I was thinking, you know, as you started talking, I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that's a really good point that we do get out and really actively affect, you know, our, our collegiate process. Mm -hmm. But even beyond that, I mean, he talked about a little bit earlier, we have a scholarship that's called the uh, Marva Grovey Memorial Scholarship that we started for uh, uh, seniors in, surround, in the surrounding area, uh, high schools that are coming out and folks planning to focus on a career in STEM. Um, and that's been a really, really key thing that we tried to work out when we finally got off the ground last year. So we have two uh, wonderful young ladies uh, going to nice. uh, UNT and mm -hmm. Texas for uh, one of them is aerospace. The other one is mechanical with also like a, a 
minor in bio, yeah. some type of bio engineering. Biology, yeah. uh, <laughs> and so uh, now we're, we're creating a pipeline because we're, we're getting on the schedule. All right, we want these, these uh, young ladies to come to our campus, to our facility, see what we do at Bell, so we can uh, hope to inform them about the aerospace industry and what opportunities lie there. Um, as well as you know, bringing them into our design challenge uh, as a part of Bell, and then further on into internship and hopefully into actual career. That's a pipeline that I'm, I'm literally actively building right, right. now because mm -hmm. I think it's so important, especially right now when we're always talking about um, the war for talent, what we're mm -hmm. trying to do uh, as Bell to recruit people, to get people to be interested in uh, what we're doing. And I think it's, it's very important for you to be uh, self-aware about where we are both as an organization and as an industry. Technology continues to move forward. Yes. More bigger, uh, crazier, more complex, more interesting things are popping up all the time. Yeah. We have to do the work to get into these communities and affect um, our talent pipelines much earlier than right. I think we think we need to. Right. Yeah. And I think it's paramount that we do that, not just, for it, not just because it helps us on, on our side, but because that helps the, our community surrounding us. Yeah. I personally am a product of Bell <laughs> reaching into the community and starting a robotics program at my high school. What? So, okay, I didn't tell this story. <laughs> oh, wow. I was going to tell you the As I was talking about, I was like, that's probably a good thing to say. Yeah, um, is literally a poster child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, <laughs> literally. literally. Yeah. I'm on the recruitment stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's literally on the poster. Mm -hmm. um, oh. So, uh, <laughs> Bell has a, had started a robotics team at Dunbar High School, which is where I went to high school, um, probably about two years uh, before my senior year, so when I was a sophomore, um, where they had engineers come out and essentially be our mentors through the first robotics experience, it's F-I-R-S-T. Yes. -T. yes. Um, I joined that team as a senior, knowing that I, I, wanted, I had an interest in being an engineer, but that was the first time I had some bandwidth to actually do it. Uh, join the team, work with some amazing engineers that continue to be my mentors today that I work with now. It's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, um, you know, we won, uh, we won state, went to nationals, and had a real good time. I met Will I Am. It was a fun time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but uh, just that experience, which led to, you know, an internship with Bell when I was at TCU. Um, and then when I graduated, brought me into uh, a, a career here for Textron. <laughs> I am a strong believer in the process that got me here. So Clearly. Right. Yes. I would like to make oh that an gosh. opportunity yes. for, for many other people so that we channel that pipeline into our industry. So I think that's I that's like one this, thing we're doing. This is better. like a whole nother podcast series. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. that's awesome. Anything we can do to get more at Cortland is, yeah. is a win across the board. <laughs> yes, and I love how you both are talking about not just, you, there's so much opportunity for diversity um, in the STEM industry, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's gender or people of color and things like that. So I know that's been a hard push. I used to do technology recruiting and things like that. but. Mm -hmm. That's been a, an area of great opportunity for, for our organizations to move forward. So appreciate that. And just as a just as a quick thing, I think it's interesting to to note kind of our process for starting that scholarship. One interesting thing that you might want to hear about is while we were starting that scholarship, we were very concerned about all right, do we just do African Americans or is oh, it yeah. all minorities? Or we yeah. were going back and forth about it yeah. because we were like, what are we trying to do? What's the outcome that we want to want to reach? And um, Luckily, I think, and smartly, we came to the decision of, you know, we're aiming at minorities, but in all, in all honesty, we're trying to help 
anybody that's having an issue. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now we've opened it up. Uh, we aim primarily at minorities. One of the young ladies is uh, Hispanic. The other one is uh, from, is she from African descent? Yes. Is from, uh, yeah. is of African mm -hmm. descent. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another thing that we learned from that experience right. of that, that inclusion piece of let's, we're not gatekeeping. That's not what we're trying to do. Right. We really want to be affecting the change that we believe in. So, yeah. And I think it's more representative of our community at large. It's, mm -hmm. It represents the folks that are actually around. And if we're, we're truly committed to impacting not only the folks inside the building, but the folks outside, we have to be sure that, that everyone has an opportunity to succeed. Yeah, no matter background. Wow. I mean, Actually, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you all are so, the way that you're leading is so holistic. And, you know, I, I promise I'm not like pandering or anything like that, but it, you know, I just, I have to highlight that you all are really model leaders who happen to serve as ERG leaders. I know, I know you're rolling off or have rolled off, mm -hmm. but um, you were a part of, you know, kind of the last few years. And I think that um, hopefully maybe the next segment when you come back, we'll talk about like, how do you balance all of that? Um, because it, it is a lot and you're, you're helping to build a pipeline. I think one last question, or did you have a last question? Well, the other question, I think you already answered because the, the question was going to be, you know, what for organizations that are concerned, have a concern mm -hmm. about starting culture-based ERGs, like mm -hmm. how do you be oh, inclusive yeah. <laughs> of everybody? Yeah. So you kind of alluded to that, mm -hmm. but is there anything else you want to add to that? Uh, just remember that that uh, allyship is is also a part of whatever organization you're starting. I think a big uh, fear that folks have when they're starting an organization, let's say you want to start something that services African Americans as as your primary group or um, you know your primary focus. Just remember that that also that group also can include allies. Um, if you're starting a group that services women in your community, that will also include men in your community who will need to be there to support <laughs> and advocate for those folks. Um, I think we tend to think about like, oh, I started a group that that includes folks from the LGBTQ plus community. I, I can't be involved in that. That's their space. But no, you should be involved and you should be curious and want to want to know what's going on in those spaces. So just remember allyship is a part of whatever culture or community group you're trying to start as well. Yeah, and I think yeah, for organizations, because I think the fear is, oh, it's only that group, mm -hmm. right? Or what about my group? What about, you know? The, yeah. And I think that's the, the voice, right? Oh, then start it, yes, right? Yes, and, yes, and, yes. and be be part of it, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wow, this has been another great conversation. Thank you both so much for just sharing your wisdom, lessons learned, and how you're making an impact inside of Bell. And quite frankly, by being a part of this podcast, you're now impacting other organizations. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of 24 Karis. Um, for anyone who is trying to influence senior leaders to buy into employee resource groups, for those of you who are concerned about budget cuts to programs, for those of you who really question the value of investing early in talent as far as uh, high school, even middle school, this is the episode you want to forward. This is the episode you need to share across your entire organization and your professional network. So remember, we're here for you at 24 Karis um, to help you live out your commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion 24-7. Until next time.